This is the Pain Coaches Podcast. I'm Sarah Reed. I'm Karen Lindy. And you are listening to episode two, what to do when you are in pain. Do, 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 do. Each time we post a new episode, we're going to release a guidebook that goes along with it. So if you want to print off the guide, it's just a simple PDF that you can print. You can take notes with what we're saying and then fill it out. There's a bunch of questions at the end that'll help you deal with what we're talking about. Once you've signed up for our email list, we will automatically send you those each week. If you are new to the podcast, just go ahead and sign up and you'll get your first one right away and you'll be on the list to receive all of them and getting all of your thoughts out of your head and onto the page is super important and useful. We highly recommend that you do this. And these will also all be linked in the show notes. This week we are talking about what to do when you are in pain. Whenever we are talking about coaching you on your pain, we're pretty much always talking about your emotional pain. If you go back to the first episode where we describe what a circumstance was, physical pain is a circumstance. Physical pain is not caused by a thought. Right. The physical pain is a sensation. So it starts in your body and then it's registered by your brain. Whereas emotional pain is the opposite, caused by a thought. And this thought produces a vibration that you feel in your body. If it's pain, the vibration is uncomfortable or unpleasant. It's something that you don't really enjoy. Right. So physical pain might just happen that's not really in your control. But emotional pain, like we talked about in the first episode, is caused by your thoughts and you get to choose which thoughts you believe. Pain in general is just an internal alarm. Can I talk about my dogs here? Yes. Okay. Tell us about your dogs. Okay, I have the I have the best dogs in the whole world. I she know she does. She has great I know, dogs. Yeah, like everybody thinks that I'm I'm right. The um, only thing is my dog is also the greatest. But yeah, yes. yeah, her dog is also the greatest. So. <laughs> but Karen's are really really great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whenever I think about that about pain being an alert in your body, I always think of my dog. A couple years ago, we started doing this dog training program. It's this online dog trainer. His name is Doggy Dan. He's really great. If y'all wanna get help, <laughs> get help with your dogs. The one thing that was super Super impactful for my husband and I was this concept that when your dogs are barking, barking at somebody outside or a dog walking by or whatever, most people's instinct is to be like, shut up, to yell at them. And that's what we used to do. And it never worked. They would always bark more because they would be like, holy shit, my humans are freaking out. (laughs) And what he recommends doing is just very calmly saying, thank you whenever they're barking. If they continue to bark, you go over and you look at whatever they're barking at to let them know, hey, I acknowledge that you're trying to protect me. I acknowledge that you're looking out for me. So you go over, you look at whatever they're barking at, and then you just calmly walk away and you say, thank you, thanking your dog for looking out for you. And that shuts it down. It's amazing the change in our dogs. So whenever I think about my brain, I'm feeling emotional pain and I just say, hey, thanks brain. Thanks for alerting me to the fact that something is misaligned in my thinking. It's much more compassionate than why am I feeling this way? Why do I feel so shitty? It's just much more compassionate and you can really get to the root of where this is coming from. Over time, your brain and your dogs are going to realize that whatever they were barking at or whatever it was alerting you to pain about isn't actually scary. So over time, it will learn your brain or your dog. It will learn that it doesn't have to alert you to that pain. When you give in to what your brain is programmed already to do, you, you're just reiterating and reinforcing that 
reaction by your brain. You're training your brain as much as it's kind of training you to do yeah. your brain urges you and you do it. And every time you do it, you're telling your brain, this is the right thing to tell me to do. So it's like that David Foster Wallace quote, the mind is a wonderful servant, but a terrible master. So you don't want your brain to be in charge. You want to be training your brain. Same with your dog. If your dog finds out that every time it barks, it's gonna, you're going to find how it wants to you, then your dog is training you. You're not training your dog. And really that's all that coaching is about is managing your mind and managing your thoughts and being intentional and you being in charge of what you think and feel rather than your brain just being on autopilot and you know, spinning and reiterating the same awful feelings or the same unuseful thoughts and feelings over and over. The thing with pain, whether it's physical or emotional, it's just, it's like your dog. It's just your brain saying, hey, something is out of alignment. And that's really, I think uh, out of alignment is so much more useful than saying something is wrong because we have the tendency to tell ourselves something is wrong and that actually just creates more pain for us whenever we tell ourselves that we're wrong or when we tell other people that they're wrong. It doesn't serve anything. It doesn't serve us or them. To tell your brain that it's wrong for creating this pain is not useful. And what your brain is doing is telling you that something is out of alignment. So if it's physical pain, it's telling you that something in your body is out of alignment. And if it's emotional pain, it's because something in your thinking is out of alignment. Because if you remember from our first episode and the model, you're emotional pain, all of your feelings are caused by your thought. Byron Katie says that it's because you're lying to yourself. Whenever you have a thought that doesn't feel good, she says it's it's not really true. And we can talk about that more later. But the truth is that emotional pain is just a result of misaligned thinking. We are humans. We talked about this in the first episode. We As are? humans. Yeah. What? <laughs> humans are built to withstand physical and emotional pain. As a human, you are meant to experience experience the full spectrum of emotion. And that means about 50% of it is positive and it feels good. And about 50% of it is negative or feels bad. And even to say it's negative kind of means that it's bad or wrong. And again, we don't want to go that way. But the point is that half of your life, you're going to feel good and half of your life, you're going to not feel not so good. And that is perfectly normal. And it's the way it's supposed to be. But when you tell yourself that you shouldn't be feeling this pain, you're just layering it on. You're layering on the pain. You're making a pain sandwich. (laughs) Yeah. A pain sandwich. That's good. And we'll talk more in our next episode about layering pain and how there's there's what we call clean pain and dirty pain. But for now, just know that you are supposed to feel some pain. But when you start layering it, that's when you that's when you suffer. There's a difference between pain and suffering. And suffering is not necessary, really, ever. If we're not being intentional, right. then our reaction to pain is typically to to suffer. And the reason for that is when we're in pain, again, if we're not being intentional, we tend to resist, react, or avoid the pain. So this looks like saying it shouldn't be happening, denying that it ever happened, reacting, yelling, lashing out, or avoiding. What we think is better and more useful is to sit with your thoughts and your feelings and process them. 
Yeah, because avoiding it only prolongs it. So when you avoid it, you've got this low level baseline feeling, feeling frustrated and feeling anxious and all these things. And it when makes you it avo- worse, actually. Yeah, it intensifies it. Yeah. Have you ever had that experience where you have an email that you have to respond to and you've been, <laughs> you've been putting this email off for months because it's scary and you uh-huh. don't want to do that. You've been putting it off for months and then all of a sudden you're like, you know what, self, I'm going to do this. I'm going to send this email and you sit down at your computer and it takes you five minutes yeah. and then it's like this huge release and you're like, why was I resisting this for so long? It wasn't even that big of a deal. That yeah. same experience, you can have that with your emotions. Our friend and coach, Brooke Castillo, she talks about pain as, and again, we're going back to the 50-50 and, our, and we'll talk about this more later, but she shows it as a pie chart. So your life is the whole pie, right? It's cut down the middle and on one side you have 50% good feelings and the other side is 50% not so good feelings. And when you avoid or resist the not so good feelings when you buffer you actually are making that side bigger the the 50% you're you're actually creating a layer that's almost it's actually outside of it it's just an extra bit it's more intense and it's not necessary Tara always says this really well but she says the same way that food is digested through your organs, pain must be processed through your energetic body in order for it to pass. Pain's not just going to go away. If you don't process it, if you don't deal with it, it's going to sit with you. It's going to hang on until you acknowledge it and you receive it. It's just like going back to my dogs barking. If I'm not listening to them and I'm ignoring them, they're going to continue to bark because they're like, she doesn't hear us. We need to alert her to this scary thing that's happening and they're just going to keep barking and it's going to get louder and it's going to get more obnoxious. It's the same with your body. Your body is going to be like, hey, I'm telling you something's wrong. You're not listening. I'm going to keep telling you. So I just had this thought about with the food. It's like, because yeah, you, you want your pain to be processed through your body, but when you're resisting and avoiding, it's almost as if you've taken a bite of this pain. And when you take the, taking the bite is the thought that you have, right? And so then it's, there's this pain, it's in your mouth. If you don't chew it up and swallow it and you just are avoiding doing that, it just sits in your mouth and it's not going anywhere. You're just, it's going to be there waiting for you. That's, and that's so good. It's like a little <laughs> kid who won't swallow their medicine right. and the pill just sits in your mouth and it tastes so bad. Right. And it, you're not getting a, the, any of the benefits of it. And you get no relief ever. It just sits right. in, the, in it. It's just gross. And so, yeah. And so pain is the same way. It's just going to wait for you to swallow and start digesting it. It'll just be there until you do something about it. That's going to be our new tagline. Swallow (laughs) your pain. (laughs) Chew it up already. (laughs) We've got six steps for processing pain. These are going to be really simple. These are all on the, the worksheet that we provided for you. So anytime you're feeling pain, you can print out another copy. You can write in your journal, whatever you want to do. These are going to help you swallow your pain. Step one is to find where you feel it in your body and name it. And this means if you're feeling sad, you want to sit with that sadness. And by sit with it, I mean just let it be there and notice where in your body you're feeling it. Is it in your stomach or in your chest? I think for me, sadness is kind of in those two places. It's like a sinking emptiness in your gut and maybe a little bit of 
pressure or pain, tension in your chest and your heart? Same for me. I, I think I feel it most in my in my stomach. Anger. Okay, anger. Where does that? That's that's in like, my chest. I feel like my anger radiates kind of in a lot of places. And maybe that's because anger is really anger is more of a secondary emotion that's by something else. But anyway, anger yeah. is you feel it in a lot of places. You feel it kind okay. of in your throat and in your chest and your stomach. What about happiness? Happiness, I feel, I think, mostly in my chest. It's like that butterfly feeling. Yeah, like a flutter in your heart. And then I feel it, I think, a lot of times more in my head. I always think of this in terms of your chakras, which we'll talk about in another episode too. But that, for me, there's there's seven chakras. And so there's seven places in your body that you feel things. And that's it's they're just energy centers. And so for me, the third eye, and that's where I feel happiness a lot. It's expansion of my third eye and my I just my whole head feels good fear is really low it's low in your bowels really your root chakra is the one that's in charge of your safety when you're afraid you feel that really low in your body because that's an imbalance there and this could be different for different people right. Some people feel pain in different places or um, not just pain people feel feelings in different places so that's why it's really cool just tune into yourself where am I feeling this right now so number two, so once you've felt where it is in your body, you've figured out where you feel it, you want to name it and name it as pain. Or if you can be more specific, name it as whatever emotion it specifically is. So you want to say, this is sadness, this is fear, this is anger, whatever it is. The number two is to describe what exactly it feels like. And some of our coaches I know will talk about if, if an alien came to earth and didn't know what emotion was, how would you how would you tell them? How would you describe it to them? And so you want to notice if it's if the feeling is fast or slow, if it's hard or soft, sharp or dull, hot or cold, light or heavy. And my favorite one really is to, to determine what color it is. When you ask yourself that, it's it's usually not very hard to identify what color it is. And I think that's really interesting. And then you can ask yourself what it tastes like. Yeah, I love that. For me, anxiety is a really fast feeling emotion. I can feel it buzzing around. It's kind of a yellow, very energetic color. Mm. Whereas sadness is like this really slow, kind of blue, soft pain. And the goal of both of these is just to become aware. You can't process an emotion if you don't know what it is that you're trying to process. You have right. to be really familiar with it and and identifying it. Another thing that's good about when you identify it is you separate you, yourself, from it. You are not the emotion. Once you start thinking about how your emotions, the same with your thoughts, but those, they just happen and they're in your body and they're the, you know, your emotions are the result of your thinking, but it's not you. It's not happening to you. You are in charge of it. You're in control of it really, but it's not who you are. Yeah. So that's a really easy, quick shift is just to say, instead of saying, I am sad, I am anxious. Instead, you can say, I'm feeling sadness. I'm feeling anxiety. Yeah, that's good. Number three is to notice any desire that you might have to avoid, resist, or react to your pain. And be honest with yourself that doing any of this, resisting or avoiding, will not help the situation. It's probably what you've been doing, actually. When you first have pain, emotional pain, you do one of these things usually automatically just because that's the way your brain is programmed. And so when you're processing it, you might notice 
that feeling or that desire to do that. And you might remember the, how you did resist or avoid it or react to it, yelling at people But you want to just notice that you want to do it now and don't do it by, and you don't do it by telling yourself that it's not going to help. And you don't have to be mad at yourself. This has just been your pattern for years is to either avoid it, resist it, or react to it. So you don't have to be mad at yourself. Of course, that's what your brain is going to go to. It's difficult to truly process your emotions. And once you get the hang of it, it's going to make your life so much easier. But for now, it's difficult, you know? It's difficult because your brain wants to protect you. That's it. You're programmed to avoid and resist pain because your brain wants you to feel good. It wants to take care of you. And so it automatically comes up with these ways of not feeling the pain. Going back to the dog example, you don't want to be mad at your dogs or your brain for trying to protect you. They're just doing their job. So whenever your brain alerts you to pain or your dogs bark at the scary whatever going by you don't want to get mad at them you don't want to you don't want to tell them yell at them right right you don't want to tell them they're wrong you don't want to yell at them you don't want to avoid it you don't want to resist it you just want to face it head on you want to be compassionate that's the the only way you're going to get through it you just think oh how kind of my brain trying to protect me and it's doing its job it's working exactly as it's supposed to Yeah, so that's step four is to remind yourself that this is pain and that it's supposed to be there. I know that's a tough one to swallow. None of us want to feel pain, but that's part of our human condition. The part about it's supposed to be there, it's helpful for me when I think, well, yes, this pain is here because I'm thinking these thoughts that are painful and that's okay. You know, if you can remind yourself that the pain isn't happening to you and it's not, it's not caused by your circumstance. It's just, it's there. Of course it's there. You're thinking painful thoughts. Yeah. And by doing that, you're really welcoming in this emotion. I think it was Natalie Clay who says she actually physically opens her arms and just like welcomes the emotion in. welcome it in. Thank it for being here. You know, allow the pain to exist. Don't judge yourself for feeling the pain. Notice it. Welcome it in. And don't judge your thoughts that are creating the pain. That's another, you know, part of layering pain is when you start blaming. You do want to take responsibility knowing that you are creating the pain. It's not happening to you. But you don't want to tell yourself that, you know, oh, well, if I just thought better thoughts, I wouldn't have to feel this. And shaming yourself for thinking what you're thinking. No, you just want to notice what you're thinking. That's really important. Just be aware of the thoughts that you're having, the thoughts that you're believing, and know that those are just thoughts and you are holding on to them and that's why you're feeling pain. Step five is after you've allowed the pain to exist, it could be for a couple minutes, a couple hours, a couple days, you'll notice how it affects you. And you want to write these down. You want to get them out of your brain. So don't judge your thoughts. Don't judge your pain. Just write it down. And there's no right or wrong response to your pain. Sarah, would you say that this step is optional? Because sometimes when you really truly allow your pain you're going to release it. What they say, what the experts all agree on is that an actual emotion doesn't last more than 90 seconds. If you're really truly in it and feeling it and allowing it and being open to it, it will process on its own for 90 seconds. But the caveat is that that's kind of difficult for a lot of people, especially when you're new to this work. It's hard to just 
allow it because your brain is still trying to say, no, no, this isn't safe. We shouldn't be doing this. So if you're experiencing that kind of like the lingering effects, if, if you can tell that you're still resisting it, you're still reacting to it, you're, you're not allowing it, this is where the step is really helpful. Just do, we call it a thought download. You just want to write down all your thoughts about the pain that you're having. And then once you've done that and you want to just free write, you want to not hold anything back, just everything that comes to mind, write it down. And I personally like to do this on a computer because I can get things out a lot faster. And so once you've done that, then you want to just read over everything and notice what comes up for you as you read your thoughts back. If you want to go the extra mile here, you can take individual thoughts from this download and you can plug them into the model from our first episode. And that will show you how these thoughts are creating results in your life. Because they are so powerful. You learn more the more you do them. It's just, there's no end to it. And just know that anything that you're writing down at this point, know that Everything that you're writing down is a thought. Nothing on that page is a circumstance. Quick recap. You're feeling emotional pain. Six steps for processing this pain. Number one, find where you feel it in your body. Name it. Number two, describe what it feels like. Number three, notice any desire you might have to avoid, resist, or react to it. Number four, remind yourself that this is pain and that it's supposed to be there. Welcome this pain into your body. Number five, after you've allowed the pain, record your thoughts about it. Write down your thoughts, get out your computer, record a thought download. Number six, read your thoughts and notice what's coming up for you. Extra credit, (laughs) do a model on one or a couple of these thoughts. It's good to do several models. Every thought creates a different feeling. I mean, sometimes you get thoughts that have similar feelings or even the same, but if you go through your thought download, you might find lots of different feelings that your thoughts are creating. And this is powerful too, because you can really just see that everything you're you're feeling is really just a result of your thinking. The truth, and this is really important, is that no emotion and really no sensation, no physical sensation either, lasts forever. And when you allow it, it tends to pass and be processed a lot quicker, a lot sooner than you expect it to. So we have some more extra credit at the bottom (laughs) of your worksheet. Uh, The first one we have is, how can I use this pain to serve my highest good? How can I use this pain to serve others? What might this pain be here to teach me? So this one I love thinking, I I always love thinking about my dogs, but what might they be trying to teach me? Maybe there really is a scary guy trying to break into the the house. How is that pain serving you? It's an alarm in your body. What is it trying to tell you? Your brain is warning you that something could be dangerous and that's okay. So number four, how might this pain be perfect for me right now? I like that one because it's about not resisting what is. You can't change the past and the future only exists in your mind. So when you talk about how something could be perfect for you right now, it's a step toward being present with what is. Number five, what can I do with this pain that is not trying to change it or fix anything? So if these questions seem really hard, you might just be really immersed in your pain, which is totally fine. That's where you're at. But some thoughts that we provided for you might help 
get your kind of gears moving and, and get you thinking about how this pain. They're not affirmations. So we want to be really clear about that. Affirmations, and you hear lots of people poo-pooing them, those don't work because what that is is when you're trying to take a thought that you do not believe and tell yourself that it's true when you don't think it's true. So all that ends up doing is creating more resistance in your brain. So that's not what we want you to do. What we want you to do with these thoughts that we've offered is just try them on and be open to them and see how they feel in your body. When you try them on, if you feel resistance to them or you don't believe them, maybe take note of what your brain is saying instead of this and just you could do a model on that thought, the thought that comes up when you try on this one. Yeah, so some of these thoughts are, this pain is happening for me, not against me. I like number three, things were always going to happen this way. That one's been useful for me a lot lately, recently, when something ends and you're thinking you shouldn't have gone this way or I could have done something different to make it turn out a different way. It's really useful for me to think that things were always going to happen this way because then I let go of my need to argue with the past. And again, that never solves anything. You don't ever get anywhere. You can argue with the past all day long and you can come up with the best arguments. You can come up with all these comebacks and all these different scenarios and ways that you could have done it better and that you wish you had done it better. But the fact is at the end of all of that, you're still right where you are right now. There's a great quote from Byron Katie. She says, when I argue with what is, I lose, but only a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. And really along with that, it's the whole, you know, when you're resisting and avoiding feeling an emotion, you are actually making it last so long. And it's like when you procrastinate about anything, like we were talking about the email or whatever, you're actually you're dealing with that thing for a long time. You tell like your brain is telling you that you're putting it off and you're you're not dealing with it, but what happens is it keeps coming back and so you're having to keep fighting it off over and over. Whereas if you just do the thing and be done with it, then it's done and it doesn't come back. Yeah. So yeah, we invite you to download this worksheet. It's going to be in the show notes. You can also email us at info at com, and we will send it your way. Um, yeah, print it out. Take some notes. Um, next time you're feeling pain, try it out. Let us know what you think. We want to hear your feedback. You can find us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram at The Pain Coaches. We also have a private Facebook community called The Pain Coaches Group. It's a private community where you can talk about these tools, how you're applying them in your life, and get feedback from us. So we invite you to join today. Do some thought downloads and do some models. It'll change your life. Okay, guys, we'll see you here next time. In our next episode, we're going to be talking about clean versus dirty pain. It's going to be good. So I'm Sarah Reed. And I'm Karen Lindy. And we are the pain coaches. Woohoo!